Winland Beer Reviews, episode 36, The Curse of Dimensionality, or just Curse of Dimensionality. Yeah, just Curse of Dimensionality. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today, lazy? Uh, lazy? Nice, nice. So we're trying to get this thing in before, well, after I've gotten COVID and before hopefully Emily gets COVID. I mean, so. I'm hoping that I don't get COVID, but my my mother felt fine and then tested positive subsequently, so, uh, and still feels fine. Mm-hmm. So, well, hopefully, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully you keep on feeling fine, Ruth. Uh, you ready to crack? Yeah. All right. Beer number one today comes from Spyglass Brewing Company. Curse of Dimensionality. It's a fruited sour ale that I can't remember any other shit about. But three, two, one, crack. So it's a lactose sour with strawberries, raspberries, cacao powder, cacao nibs, and vanilla. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly certain that it is a pulpy one, so make sure to uh, give it a little mix from the bottom. Well, she specifically said that some some cans are much pulpier than others. I'm not getting a whole lot. Yeah, I'm not. I'm you. not noticing a whole lot of pulp, but it's got a decent amount of head, so I can't get everything in the can at once. Yeah, that's having that problem too let's see how it tastes fucking amazing oh yeah oh man and like much like their um fucking strawberry cheesecake one that we did like all these flavors are really coming through like, yeah. I get the cacao, I get the vanilla, I get the strawberries, I get the raspberries, and I get the lactose. Yeah, it's like chocolate-covered fruit platter. Yeah. Or Neapolitan with raspberry added in, in, in with the strawberry. Yeah, probably more like that. Which, like, given how good this tastes, it's like, why why isn't that a thing? Like, why Why is... There's raspberry ice cream and there's strawberry ice cream. Would it be that much of a challenge to do both at the same time? More expensive. I mean, so? Because <laughs> that's stopped, like, any of the, you know, fancy ice cream places. Just make, like, a super amped up fucking Neapolitan ripoff. Yes. <laughs> but, alright, once again, Spyglass, making something real fucking tasty. Yeah, I really dig them so far. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like, a place that I think we need to drink more of their stuff, because literally everything we've had from them so far has been fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, and not just like, yeah, this is good, it's like, no, holy like, shit! Like, I think the lowest rated thing from them that we've had so far is what, like a 4.5, 4.25? Yeah, it's either, it, I think it's actually either a 4 or 4.25. Mm. But, yeah, like, 
very, very, very well done. Well, yeah. Hey, big shout out to uh, Spyglass. Check them out. Somewhere in New Hampshire. Uh, Nashua. Nashua, New, Nashua, New Hampshire. Whatever, man. I know I've been there. It doesn't mean that I know where the fuck it is. <laughs> it's like the northwest corner of Nashua, which is why it's like over 20 minutes away from me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into some fucking talk about some beers that we've had. Um, so most of this is going to be from our New Year's Eve hang. Uh, first up, we've got a new framing hammer from Jack's Abbey. This time, it's a tiramisu barrel-aged framing hammer. Uh, and it was aged in fucking uh, rum barrels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because logic. Yeah. Well, like, they've got a handful of different, like, barrel-aged ones this year, and I think two of them are bourbon and one of them's rum, and this is the rum one. But it makes sense with uh, tiramisu. Yeah. Honestly, like, I really enjoyed this a whole lot. As did I. I thought that the flavors came through really well. I mean, it wasn't, like, the most mind-blowing stout I've ever had, but oh, it was not solid as hell. But, it like, was extremely nothing, drinkable. Nothing that Jack's Abbey makes is ever really mind-blowing. But, like, this was definitely one of the better things that I've had from them. In fact, I think it's usually Framinghammer that tend to be the better releases for them, at least in my opinion. It's I like agree. that PB and J one, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like that's one that I still think about from time to time. Oh yeah. I mean I'm a sucker for any good PB and J beer. I've had a couple of them, which is why I was, you know, allergy sandwich that we talked about last time was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. But especially because foolproof already knows how to do shit with peanut butter powder and they just didn't do it that well here it, it also makes me wonder i haven't had peanut butter rain cloud in so many years maybe they undershoot that as well i just don't remember yeah it's entirely possible that they do because yeah i haven't had it in fucking years either like maybe they ended up pulling a night shift with a lot of their stuff that they've just like toned down a lot of flavor yeah So, uh, and also pretty much all of these were purchased at, uh, Nikki's Liquors in Providence. So I wanted to just give them a shout out if you're in, I mean, I guess in that area of Rhode Island, that's where I recommend you go for a bottle shop. They have a ton of singles, which is how we have so many fucking singles. Anyway, so the next beer we checked in is another stout. Also from that, this one's from Rhode Island. It's from it's the first thing I'd ever had from Sh Shades on Shades and Shades and Beer Company. However the fuck you pronounce that, uh, it's called Lucky Shades Nights with a Z, because of course. Oh um, man, that's so hip. <laughs> I mean, there's also a Z in their name, so yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, and it's. A stout brewed with Sweeners chocolates and fresh mint. Um, I I gave this a three point five. I think you, yeah, you did as well. I gave it a three point five as well. It's not undrinkable. It's just like it's disappointing. The, 
Yeah, the like the the chocolate, it's like okay, I get a little bit of that, but like the mint is barely there, and that's um, impressive considering how powerful the flavor mint is. Yeah, you, you really had to search for the mint, and it makes me wonder like what kind of mint they use because I'm guessing it wasn't a peppermint. Uh, I'm thinking it was more something more similar to like a spearmint, and yeah. you really want to use something like peppermint in something like this instead because you get a bigger flavor out of it right but yeah honestly like i would try more stuff from this brewery but i was really not impressed with lucky nights yeah like even even just as a stout it was mediocre yeah i don't disagree with you all right then after that we made our way into some ipas the first IPA we had comes to us from Buttonwoods Brewery out of Cranston, Rhode Island, called Object Permanence. It's an IPA with Citra. Um, like, you like this a little bit more than I did. I thought it was fine. It was just, like, nothing, again, like, nothing really impressive, but I still gave it, like, a four. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I, I might just be a bigger sucker for Citra than you are. I, I, I think, think I, are. I also really appreciated that it was, like, I care more about it, you know, the mouthfeel and the smoothness, I think, in New England-style IPAs than I do about, like, having, like, uh, you know, the flavor hit me upside the head. Like, I do really want the flavor to hit me upside the head, but, like, if you have a a lot of flavor punch and too much bitterness, I'm going to like it less than if you went the other direction. Yeah. And I think that's kind of essentially how we differ with our tastes on IPAs is I am looking for flavor. And yeah, like the mouthfeel was fine. Like it wasn't a terrible beer by any stretch of the imagination. It's just you liked it slightly more than I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and this is the second one we've had from Buttonwoods. I think that both of them were, uh, I mean, both of them were IPAs, so it'd be nice to try something else. But, like, I think that it, I, I'm, I'm not like, okay, I'm done, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm definitely not like that with them either. I would definitely try more stuff from them. I can't even remember the fuck the first one was we had from them. Oh, uh, Rad Arcade? Oh, uh, yeah. I think it was an IPA with Apricot? I, I remember not being impressed with that one either. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, think think I this was, one was less better. impressed with that one. Yeah, I think but this I also, one was better. I, I don't really care for Apricot. Yeah, but that wasn't really the problem with that one. I, I think yeah. it just didn't have much of any of the things we really look for. Again, drinkable, not terrible, but like not great. Um, Man, the more that I drink this uh, Curse of Dimensionality, it's like as it warms up, I lose a bit of the chocolate note, but it just tastes more and more like fucking Kool Aid. Yeah, but like Kool Aid that was made with real fruit. Yeah, like like good Kool Aid. <laughs> um, I was thinking more like. Like, it reminds me of, like, Superman Punch. I was going to say, or, like, I don't know, a wine cooler if a wine cooler used real fruit. <laughs> you mean if a wine cooler didn't suck? 
Do they still make yes. wine coolers? I really, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, in this market of like alternatives that is out there, is there still a need for wine coolers in this market? I, I severely mean, doubt is, it. Do do they still exist just for like the you know sixty year old ladies who were drinking them in like the late seventies? Maybe I was gonna say, uh, Zoomers. Maybe you'd know better. Anybody want to reach out to us on social media and be like, "Yes, uh, wine coolers are still a thing," yeah. or old people who still drink them. I guess um, either anyone. Like, like I want to say that yes, they are still a thing. It's just not a thing that I ever notice. But like, yeah, in my mind's eye, I can see it in like the periphery of my vision while I'm at AOTS. Well, see, I can't, and that's the thing. So I I guess I have a mission next time I go into a liquor store. Yeah. I mean, if I'm right at AOTS, you know, like the coolers along the wall that have, like, the good shit in it? Yes. And, and like, the further down, like, the shittier the shit gets, it seems. Yeah. And then there's, like, a standalone cooler right there is next to it that's not that part of, like... That has seltzers and shit. That has yeah. seltzers and shit. I think that, like, Seagram's wine coolers might be in there. All right, I'll take a look next time I'm there. Maybe that's a episode, well, maybe that's a TJ's Weird Shit Corner at some point. Do wine oh, coolers still exist? We dug deep to find out. Yes. <laughs> do they still suck? Indeed they, they do. do. <laughs> um, so the next beer we had is... Um, cheats again we keep cheating on new england but thankfully it's all new york and like yeah so i'm i'm happy to allow new york to be part of new england as far as their good beer goes yeah um i agree with that <laughs> so i mean again like other half does not seem to get distro in mass yet but they do in rhode island Weird. so um i picked up a can of other half double dry hopped space diamonds so other half's ddh stuff tends to generally be really good in my opinion um space diamonds is the all galaxy dipa yeah um yeah this was fucking great um i sure do love galaxy did we both give it a 4.5 yeah we both yes. gave it a 4.5 it's average and untapped is a 4.35 for those of you who actually pay attention to that. Um, again, not shocking. Uh, I've had a number of other half IPAs and yeah, man, they do a great job. They really do. And they have a great spot. If you find yourself in Brooklyn, people uh, go there. Actually, and I think they just opened, I think they just opened a tap room in Manhattan somewhere, but why the hell would you do that when you can go to... Um, fuck i think they might be in greenpoint they're somewhere in brooklyn gowanus me, i don't know fucking dick all to me man i have literally been to new york city once and well that we need was, to fix that 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 was for us to go see evil dead the musical so yeah so you've you've like been to 13 years ago <laughs> i don't know so you've been to i've only been to two boroughs so far but manhattan is my second favorite so uh we should fix that yeah at some point i mean i don't think we even did any touristy shit like we went through a walk we went for a walk in central park and got stoned 
real paranoid type while in the park, thinking like, oh no, somebody's going to catch us, because we were young and dumb. <laughs> and we also went to the village, which is cool, but... Um, I remember we hit up a smoke shop. Do you really shop. care about the touristy stuff? Because honestly, man, <sighs> it's really not worth it. Like, part of me wants to have, like, I don't know, like, go out to lunch in Times Square. No. No. no, you don't. <laughs> Trust me. We can walk. We could. Uh, I will. I actually. I think you've walked. No. What I really want to do is I want to go to Coney Island. Yes. I again. That's in Brooklyn. I'm happy to take you to Coney Island. I love Brooklyn. Like I want to go eat a corn dog and ride the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Um, or Wonder Wheel. I think that's the one that's there. And. Uh, can take you to torst mm. i think that's in greenpoint uh oh man the, the, no no the bar Let... owned by the evil twin guy oh nice yeah i'd definitely go there um i was gonna say we could go uh uh mr robot sightseeing <laughs> fuck yes. i think that'd be fun yeah <laughs> i think that'd be great i absolutely am that nerd yes all right Keep it on with some more of the beer that we drank on New Year's Eve. Next up, we've got Frugulous, the strawberry, raspberry, blueberry version of it, coming from Deciduous in New Hampshire. It was fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's another Deciduous smoothie style sour. And yeah, I really, I really love that there are so many breweries who are starting to do like pulpy shit. Oh yeah, because. Like, I think it's fucking delicious. I know that some people have been, that some people do complain about it. Like, when we were at, uh, you know, Spyglass, the bartender there was telling us about somebody who was warned that it's pulpy shit, and then being like, this is all pulpy shit. Yeah, it's like, it's basically a, a fruit smoothie with alcohol, and the person was like, okay, and they were like, I don't like this, it's too pulpy, and it's like, um... She literally told you that it was like a smoothie. Like, seriously, man. Fucking, li like, it's because people don't listen. Yeah, I mean, people are generally dumb. And shitty. And shitty. And they've just gotten worse throughout this pandemic because, you know, they've lost whatever social skills they once slightly clung to. Yeah. But yeah, among our the deciduous hull that I still have sitting here is another frubulus. So look forward to that. We'll be talking about that in the future. Actually, that could be an episode here. We don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to do the next up? Sure. So the next up is another stout. This one's from Newport Craft Brewing. It's called Malasada. Um, this one uses... Fuck, I have no idea. Okay, so here's the description. Made with the same love as your Vavo, our Malasada stout brings the nostalgic aroma of the classic homemade sugary puffed pastry. With a surprisingly smooth 11% ABV and decadent notes of creamy cinnamon sugar... It's sure to leave you with a sweet smile. All right. And for context, 
Malasada is a Portuguese fried dough. All right, that does make a lot of sense. That often um, has like cinnamon, sugar, and lemon zest. Yeah. Um, I didn't dislike this. I didn't think that the flavors came through strongly enough. Yeah, I mean, as a stout, I thought it was a fine stout, but trying to do what it was trying to do, it just wasn't quite as effective as I wanted it to be. Like, I think that they actually kind of fucked themselves by making it an 11%, because if they had gone, like, a lower ABV, I, I think that you would have at least potentially had more of the flavors coming through, whereas nothing was quite where you wanted it to be. And I think most of that is it was getting drowned out by the alcohol. Yeah. All right. Next up, we went with a sour. We drank Slush Punch from Lone Pine, uh, which is a cherry, orange, pineapple, lemon, and lactose sour ale. I thought it was good, but again, it's a similar complaint that I think that we had to a number of the things that we were trying that night is the flavors weren't quite where we wanted them to be. And like, potentially at this point, our taste buds have been blown because we just had a 11% before this, but I don't think that they were. Uh, But like, that's, I think that's also a frequent complaint about Lone Pine. Like, I really appreciate what they're trying to do. It's just a lot of it isn't quite where I want it to be. Yeah. And I mean, again, I'm not going to say that this beer is bad. It's I gave it a four. Yeah, we we both gave it a four. Like, it was a tasty beer. But like, it's it's not. I don't know. We we have so many mind blowing sours that it's like, eh. Like, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't be like, you know, if somebody handed me one, but I don't know that I'd go out and buy a whole ass four pack of it. Yeah, I don't think I'd get a full four pack of it. But like, if I'm out somewhere, or somebody's got one, I'd be like, yeah, I'll fucking drink that again. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Lone Pine Sours, the next one was also a Lone Pine Sour. This is from their Holy Donut series, which is, I'm a... a a bad person because I still haven't been to Holy Donut. Um, so this is the Holy Donut Fresh Lemon Glaze. So it's basically, uh, you know, lemon donut. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Ma- a, a lemon Ma- glazed donut. <laughs> made with lemon zest, lemon puree, vanilla, and lactose. Um, again, drinkable, pleasant. Gave it a four, just not... I think that it could have been done better. I but mean, like, we've also had something very similar to this that was done better. Because didn't we have a, like, rogue voodoo donut that oh, was, yeah. like, a lemon something, like a lemon cream? Yeah. And, like, that, I forget what the fuck we gave it, but that, I think, was, like, 4.25 instead of 4.0. The so thing it was that just, makes like, me wonder, though... Better. But that we had that a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, we had so that a long ma- time ago. It also makes me wonder, like, if you put them side by side, you know, would that Voodoo Donut still hold up, or would the Lone Pine be better? It's just that both of them have depressed ratings compared to what we used to think of such things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was because... still good. 
beer evolves, so your taste evolves. It's mm-hmm. just sort of how it works. All right. The next up, we had, and of course they have no fucking details in it, and I forget what the fuck it was, but it was... It's uh, basically a horchata stout. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yes, a Mexican-style chocolate stout. Uh, Hocho from Lord Hobo. At, like, And again, I feel like this is the theme of this episode so far. Like, it wasn't bad, but like everything that Lord Hobo does is just kind of eh. Yeah, I mean, I actually thought this was one of the better things I've had from them in a while. Oh, like, definitely one of the more. better things from them in a while. Like, they're, oh man, they need to like just stop making ales or start making better ales. Yeah. Like, if I want to have if I want to have a good time, then yeah, I'll, I'll I'll drink a couple of like boom sauces, but I'm not drinking those because I like them. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Oh, uh, like uh... when I worked at Middle East, to like, oh yeah, grab yourself a free beer. It's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go for my bang for my non buck and get myself a boom sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of things that were not as good as other things. Um <laughs> we had Pipe Dream Slappin' to Fish, which yeah. is the newest of the Candy Sour series, and I think the most underwhelming. Um like we both again, still gave it a four, but I yeah. mean, considering that four is kind of the floor for that series. It's really not. You could bad. be doing, yeah, yeah. You could be doing a lot worse. Um, yeah, I like. It, it oh, just, it, it's their Swedish fish iteration. Iteration. Did I not say that? I don't think so, but maybe no. you did. Maybe I'm just brain fogging. Now you under understand how it feels. Oh man, honestly, like it was trippy to lose all taste and smell, but. Like, the thing that's upsetting me the most, and, like, still a couple of weeks later bothering me is, like, my my cognitive faculties are not where they usually are, and it's frustrating. Those of us with fibromyalgia are extremely familiar with brain fog. It is a thing that often comes with flares, and yeah, it actually is one of the more distressing parts. It's like... It's like, yeah, no, paint sucks, but uh, it reminds I can me, do stuff about that. It reminds me of, uh, I want to say it's an Isaac Asimov short story. I have no mouth, but I'm a scream. Hmm. Like, it, it, it's like that sort of frustration level where yep. it's like, I'm trying to put things together and my brain is standing in my way. Yep. Um... It gets slightly less frustrating when you're more used to it, but only slightly, depending on the severity. Oh man, I hope that this is not a permanent thing for me. <laughs> no, I mean, I doubt it will be. Like, I'm like, glad that my, like, taste buds and sense of smell, like, they, they started to come back gradually, and then it was like, a uh, switch got flipped, you know? Sweet shit. But at least that's how it worked for me. 
Yeah. I mean, but you got it after having, you know, one Johnson and Johnson forever ago, which barely counts as vaxxed at this point. Yeah. Um, and I am du- you know, double vaxxed and boosted with Moderna, so here's hoping that, you know, much like my mother, it's like what? <laughs> here's it's <hoping>. like <laughs> It's like, so far, it's like, no, no, all the coughing I'm getting is just my normal smoker's cough. <laughs> Which is a thing that, like, I've become much more self-conscious about now that everybody, like, panics. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 I'm just a smoker. Promise. I, I, I just smoke a lot. It's fine. Indeed. All right, well, next up, we had Lens from Definitive. It's a triple IPA, triple New England-style IPA. A 10.3 slap in the face. Um, I wish that we had drunk it sooner. In fact, I actually did drink my cannabis sooner. Yeah. And it was, when we had it, it was slightly oxidized. And even then, we both gave it a 4.25. Yeah. So, like, imagine this thing fresh. It probably would have been 4.5, if not higher. But, like, yeah. it was it was surprisingly tasty and easy drinking for a triple IPA. Yeah. And I, so this would be the second, I think, that I've had from Definitive. And, uh, you've only had man, two beers from Definitive? No. No, the second triple ip oh okay that i've yes. had from definitive um and i am extremely impressed with how they do triples like i have yet to you know again i've only had two but both of them were drinkable like like i wouldn't because oftentimes it's like if you handed me a triple ipa it's like ugh. like i can tell because it comes across as like super fucking boozy there's do not fucking boozy and like, yeah the, their triple ipas are still pretty high abv but they, they don't have that fight that other ones that other triples will end up having yeah it's like it's a combination of that alcoholic bite and that like disgusting cloying sweetness that they come that they have hmm like often the triple IPAs end up very sweet because of but like in like a because well, you need like a, in a multi ton of sugar. <laughs> yeah, in a multi way, it's like no, 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 no. Uh, convert all of that multi shit to sugar or like leave it out because like that cloying sweetness that's left over is just to me. Oh yeah, I, it's why I don't like barley wines. I it's still... why it's the one style I cannot get on board with. Yeah. Barley wines are well, a bit, wheat wines too. Yeah, but. but um, man, I can't remember the name of the company that does that like really awful triple IPA. I can see like the can in my mind's eye because I feel like it has like an eagle on it. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yes, I do. I definitely do. I can't think of what it is. Yeah, I feel like everything from that company was just like, man, everything you make sucks. Mm -hmm. 
And I tried at least like three different beers from them, so. Good times. Indeed. So next up is another cheating beer. Cheating beer. So this is another Mortalis, uh, which again is from Avon, New York. Yes, I know the evil empire. Trust me, will I'll I'll allow it on the basis of some of their beers are real fucking good. Um, I mean, especially so, if we're talking about fucking Mortalis, <laughs> like again, straight or, up, this is one of the best breweries I think currently operating, at least for their fruited sour content they're putting out. Because that's most I think of what I've had from them. But like, yeah, holy I've never had anything balls, else. Like everything that I've had from them has been fucking amazing. Um, so preview slight, actually like slight preview adjacent to a future episode. So this one from Mortalis is Minotaur, which is a planter's punch sour. So it blends pineapple, key lime, passion fruit, oranges, and golden rum soaked raisins. This to was another a five. maze of depth. You, yes. you have to like finish that because Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a five, though. This was absolutely a fucking five. Not even a question. Like I was actually so I shared the remaining um, Gemini with my dad. That was for reminder, nice. folks. That was the pineapple blueberry glazed donut one. I did not expect my father to like that as much as he did. Like, my dad is actually starting to really develop a, a taste for sours, and I was really afraid that that was going to be too sweet, it was going to be too pulpy, and he was like, holy shit, this is great. It was like, But, like, that's the yeah. thing. It's, it's hardly even a sour. It, it's fucking fruit juice. It's yeah. slightly alcoholic fruit juice. No, it's like, <laughs> like a, it's an, al- it's an alcoholic fruit smoothie yeah. that is fucking bomb as hell. Oh, and apparently I never checked in Candy Maker. But our next beer was Candy Maker. Um, it was a stout from Widowmaker. That's their award-winning, previously known as There's No Wrong Way, award-winning peanut butter stout. I mean, I guess I'll fucking check it in now. Um, Emily and I both gave it a 4.25. <laughs> and uh, while you're checking that in, that leads nicely into the next beer because the next beer was candy maker with marshmallow. Mm-hmm. So you're taking that, uh, peanut butter stout and adding marshmallow to it. Um, the marshmallow came through really well. Uh, it didn't drown out any of the other flavors. It kind of smoothed out the palate even more. Yeah. So that went from a 4.25 to a 4.5. Uh, I, I was thinking for both of us. Um, hell yeah, uh, Widowmaker, keep doing your thing. Apparently, I didn't check in a bunch of these things. <laughs> Good for you, dude. This is why I make sure to do it. But yeah, Candy Maker, like, Candy Maker with Marshmallow was fucking bomb as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the marshmallow flavor in it came across not as just, like, lactose. It came across as fucking marshmallow. 
Yes. And it just elevated the entirety of the beer. Yep. No, it was fucking great. Um, I, I don't know why. I've always been a sucker for marshmallow. And it's not just vanilla flavor. Like, there is a very particular flavor to marshmallow that uh, I've always really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, um, literally anything, in a, especially in a sweet context that has marshmallow, like, I, I, I want it. I want to fucking try it. Like, it, I, you know, s'mores, anything, etc., etc., which were about to indulge me in that um, mm-hmm. realm of things. So, uh, do we want to take a quick commercial break? <laughs> oh my god! Someday, I really, I really hope that we get like good enough that we can do the. Oh man, have you seen? Have you watched any of the more recent? Well, there's your problems with no. like the infomercial commercial, dude. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I should. Oh my god, actually even better is like if we ever end up doing that, let's just get Roz to do it for us. Like the voiceover part. Because we'd sound too enthusiastic. Um, maybe. Probably not, but okay. Um, do, do we want to take a break? Sure. Okay. We'll be back after these messages. do do do, do. Cats are great. You should all have a cat. Unless you don't feel like taking care of a cat, then maybe you don't have a cat. Look, we did commercials. Boy, I hope you guys like those commercials. Let's move on to beer number two. Beer number two today comes to us from Foundation Brewing Company out of Maine. Maine. It's S'mores Fluffanutter Stout. It's a stout that tastes like S'mores Fluffanutter in three, two, one. Honestly, what that makes me want to do is, like, next time I make s'mores, just grab a jar of peanut butter. I mean, yeah, that, that's not a bad call. Slap some peanut butter on that graham cracker before you put the other shit on it? Why not? Why Why have not? I never thought of that? Pours nice and dark. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it definitely looks like a fucking stout. But it doesn't look... super chewy which is good like i don't i don't prefer to chew my stouts yeah i'll I'll chew my sours i like this yeah this is tasty um i wish that the marshmallow came through a little bit more but i get like the, the nuttiness of peanut butter, I get the, you know, chocolatiness and the roastiness of, like, s'mores. I just yeah, wish I get, that, like... I, I get the graham cracker, too, actually. And the graham cracker, yeah. I just wish that the uh, marshmallow came through a little bit more. Like, it's there. You just have to wait for it. Yeah. But it's still, like, kind of the complaint that I have sometimes with things that say marshmallow and It's more just like, we threw some vanilla in. Well, I mean, principally, that is really what, like, that's the thing is, I don't have a good explanation for why marshmallow tastes 
different than just sugar with vanilla because more or less what it is is sugar with vanilla but there is something about the format that lends a particular subtlety to the flavor of marshmallow like i gotta I don't figure know. out where the fuck my fluff pin is it was on a coat i don't know which one yeah I'm not sure where it is these days i mean it could be in the like um the coffee cup that I haven't extricated that has uh, pins in it. Because I know I have a coffee cup. I want to say it's my second job of the hut that's mm. got pins in it. And it's somewhere. It's fucking somewhere. Yeah, I still need to pass one of those uh... well now you have a trillion pin and I, 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 I got some fucking... Subaru pins that I I don't know when I'm ever going to use, so I figure I might as well give one of them to you. Oh yeah, and I think that the one that I'm going to take from you is the uh, the Forester, the Outback. Outback. Yeah, it's, it's like an Outback. It's just it's funny. <laughs> I like yeah, I think so too. All right, let's get through at least the rest of the stuff that we had while hanging out New after Year's New weekend. Year's. Yeah. Because we only have, like, four, three more. So, uh, keeping on, keeping on, one of these last three beers that we're going to talk about before we end up talking about some rad shit, not that beers aren't rad, but is Wanderer. It's a Hells from Treehouse. And I was not impressed with it. Yeah, I mean, well, okay. I gave it a 3.75. I gave it a like, 3.5. So, for me, a 3.75 is like, a much higher style-specific rating. Yeah. Like, Hell's is never going to climb that it high. It would be higher, but... Yeah. I'm... Like, it's just not a... I'm not a huge fan of, like, basic German styles. Yeah. You, you know? Like, I don't care for Pilsners. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Hell's. Like, they just sort of... For me. I mean, I don't disagree with you in terms of like stuff that I reach for, but like so so what's funny is this one and the next one were both holdovers from uh Jesus last year sometime. And they both holdovers neither, from Jesus. <laughs> neither one of them uh has aged poorly. Like No, they had aged more fine. impressive. And that's one of the things I actually like about German styles is that, like, you know, I have some German style ones from, like, oh, my God, that have been sitting in in there for uh, ones that I've moved with me. So they're at least four or five years old yeah, and they yeah. might still be OK because they're German. Like the German style things gen generally don't go to shit. They don't oxidize poorly. Like, so I don't know. There's something to be said for that. And, like, there's something to be said for, like, that, you know, just sort of clean, well-executed basic beer. I'm not saying that it's something that I'm generally going to reach for or spend a bunch of money on. But it's but, nice to have once in a while. Yeah, and, like, during the pandemic, um, Treehouse, when they were doing, like, drive through only, basically, um we're only doing like you can only buy a full case and this was from 
I got a full case of 24 beers from Treehouse that were all different. Nice. So that's how I ended up with this one and the other one. The other one being Pearl. Pearl is a wheat beer, otherwise known as a wit beer or a white ale or a blonde. Um, a blanche. <laughs> blanche. Yeah, it's it's a little lighter than a than a blonde. Um, once again, I gave this a three point seven five. I think style specific, it would be higher. Um, yeah, style specific, it would definitely be higher. But you know, I also gave it a three point seven five. I thought that, especially given that it's been sitting there for like a year, it was still pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I mean, and much like something like uh, Allagash White, it is you know has the bitter orange peel, coriander, uh, uses a mild hop, so in this case, saws, and then the tiniest kiss of purposely selected citra hops. And I think that it actually, I I would say, is a little like a touch more interesting than Allagash White. I would absolutely agree with that. But then again, coming from Treehouse, I, I would fucking expect it to be better than an Allagash White. All right. And then the final beer that we had for our New Year's weekend together uh, was Christmas Pancakes from Hardywood Park Craft Brewery out of Richmond, Virginia. So we're ending our beer out of Mass out of New England again. <laughs> yep. Um, this is their gingerbread stout that's re-fermented on maple syrup. And, like, honestly, I am not much of a maple fan. I apparently like this more than Emily. Yeah, I. whereas I think that I was like, more maple, damn it! <laughs> yeah, like, for me, it was the perfect amount of maple. Because it was, it was distinctly maple-y. But it wasn't like, oh god, maple. At least not for I me. Mean, I mean, I guess my question that I would say, you know, you may want to interrogate this answer within yourself is, do you dislike maple or do you dislike artificial maple? Oh, I mean, because I'm sure it's probably I... artificial maple, but I know a large part of it is I'm just not a big sweet fan. Ah, yeah. See, I dislike artificial maple much more than I, I I love right I love real maple mm -hmm. I dislike artificial maple in a lot of contexts um which is why once again I probably shouted them out before top donut top donut has three locations two of which are in Lowell one of which is in Dracut and they use real maple in their maple frosting please fucking try it if you ever go there it is mm. amazing all right. Well, that sounds... I hate maple donuts, and it is so good. That sounds like a pretty damn solid endorsement. Um, You've tried it, and even you liked it. Oh, yeah, I did. Haha. <laughs> uh, so, that's it for beer talk, and if you don't give a shit about a pop culture talk, then you can fuck right off. See you next time. Well, we, we won't see you next time. But we're going to keep on talking about some pop culture. See you next Tuesday? Yeah, see you next Wednesday. How about that? Uh, um, so you're a Q? Yes. <laughs> um, so, surprise, surprise, Emily and I have watched some stuff. It's weird. Really? It's so weird. 
I know, you guys just think that when we're not recording this, we shut down like robots and don't exist outside of time, or exist outside of time when we're not recording. There we I, go. First off, I wish I existed outside of oh time, God, and yeah. second, uh, I also, it would be rad to just be like a vampire and be like, yo, I like podcast, and then I just go fuck off to my coffin the rest of the time, <laughs> and I've been living for like hundreds of years, so I have like all this money, and I'm independently wealthy. Yeah, um, and I've seen some shit none of because this. I've been around for hundreds of years. Like, there, there yeah. are certain things about being a vampire that I would really like, but then, you know, the the... The main drawback of being a male vampire is if your blood doesn't pump, you cannot get an erection. Well, what we need to do is get Tommy Wiseau on the podcast and ask <laughs> find him out if he how he does it. <laughs> but he doesn't actually have sex, he just pretends to fuck navels. It's his kink. I know, but like, I don't know. They, because they, they make, they, they, like, they make those, um, it's like a surgically inserted, like, air bladder or something that they put like inside your yeah. dick that you use a little pump yeah like maybe that's what you do if you're a vampire so you're like hang on i gotta go to the bathroom first you're like pump 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 pump. <laughs> i, I want to say that john bobbitt became like got into pornography shortly after getting his dick cut off because he got one of those pumped penises and it was like oh okay cool it's an inflatable dick from the guy who got his dick cut off <laughs> Well, okay, so most of the time For these the kids days, out there. <laughs> most of the time these days, you're not it's not like a whole ass inflatable dick, you're using the dick you already have and then inserting an air bladder yes. into it. Um uh but like for those of you who are like, yeah, but you know, pills are a thing. It's like, well, yeah, obviously, like that's the smart option now if you have a dick. Um like so back in the day, the I think your two options were more or less the air bladder thing, which involves surgery, or um, the first erection drugs were injected directly into the dick. <laughs> and they still make them, because I think there are people who were like, this works for me and I don't want to change it. It's like, why would you want to keep sticking a needle into your dick every time you have sex? Do you, Kath? <laughs> no, no. It's like, I, I, I get the impression that you're like, just, you know, sticking it. No, it, it, it's definitely it's not, it's not like, going in the hole. It's it, going no, it, into it's, the fleshy yeah. part. So, no, thanks. <laughs> I mean, back, you know, fucking whatever, 15 years ago or whatever that I worked in a pharmacy, we had that on the shelf. <laughs> Nuts. All right. So. Let's talk pop culture. Um, do you want do you want to talk about PG or slacks? Oh man! Uh, like we can get to way. both probably, but oh, I'm sure we can get to both. Uh, your so, call. So one of the movies. Do you want me to roll a d20? Yeah, sure. How about you know, odd? We'll do slacks first. Even we'll do psycho Gorman first. <laughs> odd. Odd. Seventeen. All right. So. One of the movies that we've watched recently is called Slacks, S-L-A-X-X, streaming on Shudder. Uh, it's about a pair of murderous jeans. Yeah, which, like, honestly, I was I was expecting this to be another one of those, like, you know, 
super shitty, campy, enjoyable, like, you know, kind of, you know, C-movie sort of horror joints. And, like, I have to say, I mean, while the premise is in that same vein, I was pleasantly surprised by, you know, the acting, the production values, Mm -hmm. the, like, it doesn't have a lot of script, but it doesn't really need to. Yeah, it doesn't really need it. And it had some, but it's more like more it's more like to it than I thought. It's more like rubber than it is like snakes on a plane. Yeah, like I was actually, like, I was snakes on a plane is bad, bad. Yeah, like, like sort of unenjoyable to even watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is a lot of like campy horror movies are like enjoyable to watch, but I wouldn't call them good. Like I would actually call Slacks like an actually pretty decent movie. Oh yeah, as well Absolutely. as enjoyable. Like it's enjoyable. You get what you want out of it. Like I'm, you know, and it also has like a message in it. That that's yeah. like a good message. <laughs> yeah, like I was. I I went into this expecting something like, oh my god, what was that like eighties one in the bowling alley? Shit, oh, what the hell was uh, sorority babes, uh, sorority babes at the slime ball bowlerama. Yeah, I was expecting something along those lines, and what I got was a much better movie than that. Mm-hmm. Although and... sorority babes at the slime ball bowlerama is a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not I, I'm not shitting on that by any means. I'm just saying like, oh you can. It's a bad fucking movie, but it's a lot of fun to watch, and you can't really go wrong with like mid to late '80s Liana Quigley in like anything (laughs) i mean i I would argue that i generally watch movies more for enjoyment than for artistic value if uh you know why not both (laughs) i mean yeah i i really enjoy when you when you can have both um and i was not expecting to get both out of slacks so yeah that is definitely a see it coming from both of us if you have access to shutter slacks is a really fun watch and it's short it's like yeah. 78 minutes. And that might be why it might be another reason it works. Like yeah. they don't well, try to like pad everything it. in it is effective and on purpose. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, well, we got to like fill it out with some bullshit. Like, let's yeah. get another 12 minutes so we can make it a 90 minute movie. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. Cough, cough, <laughs> hereditary, cough, cough. <sighs> yeah. There's, I still say that there is a good movie in Hereditary. Yeah, it's but you just need to cut not, a bunch of it. Yeah, it's not the it. it's not the edit that we got. No, you're right. Um, that was a failure of editing more than any other part of that filmmaking. I think that it's a larger problem on fucking what's his name, the director Ari Aster. Ari Aster, thank you. Um, do you really like, like I, you, I think that that's why I like the strange you think it's direction the strange more than... I think that it's a combination of Did he direction write the script? yeah I think it's oh. a combination of direction writing and editing and like it's because he probably doesn't have a good enough editor that can work effectively with him because he probably is too much almost a tyrant when it comes to what he sees which yeah. I, I respect that as a filmmaker but it doesn't but, mean that everything you make is going to be amazing i yeah. think that midsummer 
is, is probably, a much better movie. Yeah, it's a much better movie. And I'd be curious to look it up and just see if like those are different editors. Because it makes me wonder if like that is the big difference. Because if he wrote the the majority of Midsummer, well, well that's I the think other that thing. I think that I don't. I think Midsummer also is, has less dialogue. It does. And, like Midsummer is much more visual, mm-hmm. and like a lot of the visuals are very much on purpose. And like good director is very effective with that. And while there yes. are a lot of effective visuals in Hereditary, I don't think that his story was quite strong enough so is he another one of those directors who much like george lucas is like good with visual stuff and cannot write dialogue no because he can write good story i just don't think that he yeah i I think you're right he doesn't have good dialogue yeah he he doesn't have great dialogue think visually I mean, in fairness, the original Star Wars movies didn't have great dialogue either. Um, oh no, they had craptastic dialogue, but, like, and everybody editing, seems to like forget how craptastic the dialogue in it is. If but, I recall correctly, uh, weren't weren't the first the wasn't the Ridge edited by his ex wife? I think you might be right about that. And I think that they were divorced or something by the time that the rest of it came out. And that's part of the reason that he went so off the rails. Because I don't think anyone else had the balls to be like, oh, this shit, is, like your is dialogue that why is bad. Is that why he did the special editions and then followed it up with like the prequel trilogy? Because they divorced? Probably. That'd be nuts. Oh, man. But like, I mean, (laughs) honestly, George Lucas, even though you don't listen to our podcast that I guarantee you, you never will. And nobody will ever talk about this. um, You should thank your ex-wife for your entire goddamn career. Well, that and the smart decision to have um, to control merchandising. Yeah. Because that's where he made his fucking money. Yeah. But yeah, fuck you, George Lucas. Yep, you ruined the the new movies. Also, Disney, Disney, can you please fucking release a unfucked original trilogy? Like, I don't want the goddamn special editions. They don't exist. They exist somewhere. They have to. If they don't, then get your hands on a fucking laser disc and remaster it from that. I was going to say, the reason I say that is that uh, like, I, I know that I have them on VHS somewhere. Apparently, if I, rec- again, if I recall correctly, uh, I think George Lucas feels so strongly about the uh, remastered versus the original that he had all of the film copies of the oh, original he, he edited, destroyed. Yeah, he edited the master to create the... Uh, yeah, but they editions. also make copies of that shit, and he had all of the ones he could find destroyed. So, like, if if you're a smart person and you want those to continue to exist, if you want to you know hang on to them yeah. until George Lucas dies, and then you bring yeah. them out. If you want to know something even more fucked up, is the Library of Congress was asking him for masters of the original trilogy to add to, you know, their collection because they have a master collection of, like every 
thing of cultural importance when it comes to media inside of uh, a vault, a museum, shelves. <laughs> yeah, they probably have their own vault, yeah. Uh, but he refused to give them the originals and instead tried to give them the special editions and they were like, no, no. thanks. It's not what we yeah. asked for. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, like, yeah, fuck you, George Lucas. All right, uh, keep it on, keep it on. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to bet that one of the rich people who has a vault inside of, uh, I mean, fuck, even Steven Spielberg, who has a vault inside of the the Iron Mountain, might have copies that he's just not going to tell anyone about until George Lucas is dead. Uh, no, Spielberg and Lucas are in cahoots. I like, know, but... If anything, it's somebody else random out there, like... I don't know. Maybe, maybe Carrie Fisher had a vault somewhere. <laughs> maybe. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So another movie we watched <laughs> was PG Psycho Gorman. Gorman? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Gorman. Gorman just sounds like way more rad to me. Um, it's a movie about these kids who end up finding this, like, thing buried in their backyard. And when they pull the jewel out of the thing, it releases... It's very much like like Rita Repulsa's backstory from fucking Power Rangers. Then now it is! <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Then with this jewel, they can control this dark alien deity yeah because like he's essentially god level right yeah i i would say so i fucking love this movie it, it's so fucking rad like yeah. it's so over the top ridiculous it's it, funny it, funny hilarious it reminds yeah. me a lot of like 80s kid horror but you know with that trauma edge where just everything is over the top. Yeah. Um, it's got some awesome special effects in it that are just like so much fun to watch. It, it definitely has like Power Ranger vibes because it's, you know, people in rubber suits for a lot of it. But oh man, this movie's so much fun to watch. And Was that it, actually and it has... a recent release? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was like, I originally was thinking like, oh, this is probably going to be like a movie that was like made in the 90s about the 80s. But no, it was made like what? No, it, it, it came out in like either 2020 or 2021. Mm -hmm. I think it was 2021. So probably filmed in 2020, 2019, maybe pre-pandemic. Yeah. Although there are no large group scenes in it. Like, everything is, you know, three, max five people at once. So it could have been filmed after the pandemic started. Like, I, I don't know. Have you noticed that in film yet? Where there are fewer crowd scenes in things, unless it's, like, really large productions? No, but I don't know that I've watched all that much stuff that was filmed during or after the pandemic like i'm very curious to see because like a lot of stuff that like has been 
on hiatus or like had production delayed like is now coming back within the next like three fucking months Mm -hmm. like like dude we have we are going to be not watching like movies and stuff because we're going to be slammed by shit like it's like uh okay so far this year we're we're only into uh well we're catching up on the expanse which i finally got tj to start watching and catch up to where i am and now we're yeah now now we're like five somewhere in season five like episode two or three like short like i'm sure we'll talk about it more once we finish but yeah because we don't have much left we have like 15 more episodes until the end of season six yeah um it which may or may not be the last season i'm not yeah sure uh, right now. it lists six six as season finale not series finale and i think often if it is series finale they're they'll like address that so we don't yet know if season six is end of series or end of season yeah so but we'll tell you when of- we find out I was going to say a little bit of backstory, folks, is, uh, well, first off, I think that this is one of the better sci-fi series that I've ever seen ever in terms of realism. Like, I think that this is probably the most realistic in terms of like science and like also human behavior. This is how the Um, physics would function and this is how people would actually be. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I, I actually and there's no there's there aren't really aliens it's all humans like i we're still within our solar system like i really dig the expanse the characters are fucking great the writing's awesome the special effects are awesome like i cannot say enough good things about this show the characters are actually interesting too yeah um so this is another series that's based on books um the reason that everyone was thinking that season six was going to be the last one is because the i think books between books six and seven there's like a 20 or 30 year time jump so yeah, that would it, be a challenge to do film wise and with the same characters it pulls um, a children of doom but you know much like the tradition of anime like there comes a point where sometimes things go off book so i don't know i mean we'll see what happens um but yeah uh watching the expanse uh we watched the first three episodes of this season of righteous gemstones i think we're both pleased to see that there's a little bit less focus on danny mcbride's character and his family um and we're getting like a little more of everybody else instead i mean we got more we got a we're got we got more of the other characters in the first season than you're remembering i think um, well, I mean, like, I know that we did get but a like, lot of We're that, getting a but... lot more into Eli, which is fucking phenomenal. Because he's also a really interesting character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I-, I also find it funny that we're getting more BJ this season, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, BJ is a little bit of the comic relief character in like a much more enjoyable way than Danny McBride. Like, I think that that's part of it is that you know, the writing has moved toward away from Danny McBride being kind of like comic relief and more towards him being a little bit more of this, one of the more serious characters. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we also got things coming up. Um, Oh yeah. Two different Star Treks. Uh, Oh, I forget when fucking 
Picard season Disco. two is like Picard season two is like March something. Moonlight uh, is March also March. Um. Uh. And then uh, Brave New Worlds. Yeah. Okay, Brave New Worlds, Star Trek Brave New Worlds comes out uh, May 5th. Um, uh, the Orville Season 3 comes out, like, February or March. Um, Mrs. Maisel Season 4? 5? What the um, hell are we on now? Are they actually doing that? Yeah, that's coming out in, like, February or March, I think. Huh. Cause yeah, I it's filmed. That... It's done. It's edited. Huh? Yeah, I could have sworn that I read something recently that was like, no, I don't think it was her saying. I don't think I'm going to do a season four because she liked where it let off and she needed to let like the character breathe. So that is a surprise to me. Oh yeah, I mean they, there, there have been shots from <laughs> filming. I don't know when the hell you read that because there have been shots from. You know, filming during. The oh, pandemic. I mean, it could have been from like two years ago, yeah. and I just didn't look at the date. <laughs> it just like but popped like, up in a thing. A massive amount of shit is coming back. Like, Euphoria just came back, and I haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah, it's something I should watch. Yeah, I would like to. I would like you to catch up. Although I would like to actually catch up with you because it would be nice to refresh my memory because it's been a while. All right. Um, um, we're yeah. like 118 in. We're definitely off rails. Shall we wrap it up? Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. I, I think that is a good idea because right. otherwise I'm just going to keep sitting here being like, I'm excited about this thing and I'm excited about this thing. All right. Oh, I also said I like, like I said one eighteen, so we're probably at least like one ten. Because ads. <laughs> oh man, I'm right. gonna. I hope you leave in that like dumb shit thing that I came up with. I need to get better at that. Like, yeah, I need to. I, I kind of want to totally start doing the, like the Robert Evans like fake ad thing, but I need to figure out my own way to do it. Yeah. And uh, advertising for cats, I don't think was necessary because everybody knows cats are amazing. So, well, there are some assholes out there who don't know that cats are amazing. But yeah, but that's why you know, ads for I, cats are good. Me saying it isn't um, really going to change anybody's mind. Don't shop, adopt. Yeah, don't shop, adopt, and also highly. If you've never adopted a cat before, and you're like, I really think I want to get a cat, go get a fucking adult or get a cat who's at least six months old and the reason i say this is because when you get a kitten it's a crapshoot you have no idea what their personality is going to turn out like based on how they are when they're a kitten so you could get like you know monster asshole douchebag cat who's like a sweet little kitten that like then you have saved the life of an asshole for you know fucking 18 years or whatever and i hate to sound like an asshole but there are a lot of nice cats who get put down because they're a little bit older if you get an adult what you see is what you get i mean you can work with them but well i mean like i spent time working with bug i mean bug oh, was yeah. pretty young when her and i were interacting I, but like I mean, she was an adult she, she's though. also like 
mellowed out even harder with age. Yeah, but you can also tell with her that like that's what she needed was just time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't like she was never going to grow up to be an asshole. She was just it was a question was of how friend, how friendly is she going to be? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And Whereas, ultimately, incredibly. <laughs> she's a say, little love bug. <laughs> Whereas Mr. Burnt Marshmallow over here is just a living stuffed animal and always has been. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, him and Teddy both were... Although Teddy was much more the uh, stand-in-the-middle-of-the-party cat. Alright, we're wrapping this shit up. Uh, I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Shit. We've been New England Fear Reviews. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter wherever you find the podcast, because that's probably where you found us and listen to us if you're listening to us. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, last word? We have a Patreon. Um, oh, yeah. And Here's that. it's, uh, is it N-E-B-R? Yeah, the initials okay. of the show. New England N-E-B-R. Please find us on Patreon and give us money. And like, again, I, I reiterate this. I, I was considerably more inebriated at the end of last episode, but I really mean it when I say at this point, the first person who signs up for our Patreon, who's not my dad, will get on our show if they want. And like, I will mail you a box of beer if you're too close for me, to, if you're too far away for me to drop it off. Like, I really don't fucking care. Unless you're in a different country, then I'm not mailing that shit. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, man. If you're like one of those random people who, but I am here in Russia, listening about New England beers, trying to understand American beer culture. Um, yo, I don't. Also, shout that... out to the Russian hacker who does listen to us. Thank you for giving us a listen. <laughs> oh, dude, it's probably somebody with a fucking VPN. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry, man. I I it's not I'm not even supposed to be mailing beer within this country because I allegedly mail beer within this country. I don't want to find out what happens when I try to do that to other countries. Allegedly, yeah, no, better not. Um, all right, anything else? Um. Seems oh, like a... uh, I mean, since this will probably be coming out on Thursday, um, make a note to yourself that you uh, can now go to a government website and potentially state uh, government covidtest.gov and yep. um, gain up get... to f- gain four free COVID tests that will be shipped out at the end of the month. Take all of them and save them because trust me man like there are times when you are going because like this is just going to be a fact of life now you're going to have potential exposures you're going to have things that you need to do get your free goddamn covid tests yep and because they may not tell you definitively for sure whether or not you have covid they are extremely good at telling you whether or not you are infectious yes so all right so that is a great final word Um, bye.